Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 354. My effort is to break the selfishness. Because if you are selfish, you don't listen. And this is the worst thing that you can do. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, all the way from Italy, Marco Visconti. Marco, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, Mark. I'm perfectly buckled up. (laughs) All right. Great to have you here. Marco Visconti is the principal at Marco Visconti Architects in Turin, Italy. There he's wrapped his passion for automobiles into many of the projects he designs. Some of his achievements include the industrial complex at Fiat Melfi, computer centers for railways, showrooms for cars in Berlin, Paris, and London. He designed the halls mechanics, painting, and restaurant departments for Ferrari in Maranello, and conference rooms of the Automobile Museum in Turin. His focus is on sensitivity to global environmental conditions, sustainable standards, and low-impact materials and building quality. So, Marco, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yes, Mark. It's not easy to start because we have done a lot, a lot of things. When you were describing our projects, I thought, well, too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, um, matter of fact, as every single architect, I started from small projects and from big passions. The passion, the first passion that I had was mechanics, because my father and grandfather owned a shop, a small shop to produce uh, mechanical pieces. So there I learned how architecture could be done with single pieces that putting them together could create shape and form and uh, function. In this way, I started, I started uh, after my first engineering degree to study architecture. And uh, um, the engineering degree was really helpful in any case because uh, I knew more about construction. I knew more about the possibility that we have to produce and to repeat or to invent. So 
The first projects were quite small, obviously, because I was working in a small office here in Turin. The, I, I did some booths for, for exhibitions. And the first booth, matter of fact, was a booth for a, a Korean firm, Hyundai. I think that in in US you call it Hyundai. Hyundai, yes, yes. And uh, it was the first time that in Lingotto, maybe you know, here in Turin we have the, the main factory of Fiat, of the former years, called Lingotto. And there the municipality transformed the factory in, in an exhibition space. So uh, this was my first project. I was something like 28, 27, something like this. And um, I did this booth, uh, keeping two cars together, putting two cars together, wheel against wheel, to create a big wheel rotating in the space. So uh, the people at that time could, could go there and could, they could push the cars, they could move the cars in the space. And this was really uh, something that was interesting for, for the visitors. Uh, a big satisfaction of mine was uh, the, main, the, the main director of, of uh, Alfa Romeo at that time coming to me saying, oh, this idea, you, you, could have said, you could have sold the idea to us. <laughs> and they answered, well, I didn't know you. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, <laughs> this is so interesting. And, and we're going to learn a lot more about you and your business and your passion for automobiles and how you've wrapped it into the automotive industry, really. And that's why I, I was very excited to have you on the show. You've worked for Fiat and Ferrari and all these different automotive companies. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success and your career. And it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive, Marco, so take the wheel. I like to drive and also like to experiment when I drive. I think this is the same approach that I use in my works. Because every time you drive and you drive a, a, a new car, according to my opinion, you have to test. You have to, to, to take the car to the limit in a safe way, but you have to try the limits. Uh, the same for, for architecture, because the limits in architecture are not just one, are at least four or five limits. The first limit is a conceptual limit. So um, how could you create space saying something that uh, is contemporarily new and functional. This creation is something that deals with our daily, daily life. And uh, it's something that we can, we, we can uh, really pursue um, learning, learning from everywhere, learning from life, mainly. There is a say that I like to repeat sometimes. Life is architecture, and architecture is a mirror of life. And that's life, and that's real, and that's real. Um, every, every project that I have done started from, from, the, from the consistent life, from the real life. I tried, I tried to understand the real need, and I tried to give a reason, to give a space, a shape to those needs in relation to culture existing and landscaping and nature and obviously energy saving but this is I have to say more a question of and more an engineering question uh, architects can deal with energy saving 
with with a strategic concept. But when you have to decide the, the real construction or uh, the insulation materials or I don't know the the, the prefabricated construction of, of the building. This is this is the field of the engineer. So that's why a good architect has to have a good engineer next to him. I'm lucky because I'm both, but <laughs> but I'm not a specialized engineer. You see, I'm I'm a generic engineer. Yes, I'm a specialized architect, but I'm not a specialized engineer. And this is another another quite quite interesting thing. So going back. Going back to cars, it was a case that that I I started to work for Fiat because in my career, uh, as I said, I started with a small office here in Turin. After a while, I went in Genova to become a a fellow of Mr. Renzo Piano. So he, he taught me a lot. And uh, I had been really fortunate because uh, I had the same way of thinking, the space. So I, I, I was coherently working for him. And uh, this was a lucky situation because in, in a couple of years I learned a lot. And after a couple of years happened that uh, Fiat asked me to, to come back to Turin to become the head of the architectural department. I didn't even believe that this was possible because in those years, it was such a problem for a young architect to start to build something. And after a couple of years at Fiat, I had the first digging of uh, the Melfi factory for 7,000 people done by scratch under my pencil. Wow. This is really, really an amazing experience. And it doesn't count anymore. Position doesn't count anymore. In this case, you are you are a, a piece of uh, of culture that is working for the others. It is working for the other mainly. Yes. I mean, I liked a lot when I went there uh, supervising the works. That a lot of workers asked to me or wanted to say to me, "I copied you. <laughs> I copied you. I I took I don't know a color or." a finishing material for my house, I used the same because I liked it a lot here. And this was such a, such a satisfaction because I understood that those, those people learned from architecture. So this was the proof that architecture is a good way of teaching, of teaching social science and culture. Right. Well, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And, and that architect you got to work with so well known for for major buildings that he's designed I, I know of libraries and public spaces that he's done so the opportunity to work with somebody to have a mentor like that absolutely fantastic and then to be able to play with your passion for cars in your architecture is another really fun twist to your career that I think has been extremely fortunate due, due to your creativity and your passion for cars and Talking about cars, could you tell me a story that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life you remember when you really knew you were a car guy? Oh, yes. I was really young when my grandfather wanted me to try uh, his uh, white uh, cabriolet. He owns a white cabriolet, <laughs> Fiat. Really, really an old, an old one. And I was something like 16, and uh, 
I asked him, why, why go, don't we go together? Why don't you take me somewhere? And he said, yes, but suddenly he stopped in a, in a, in a place where it, was, I mean, it wasn't a real road. It was a square without cars. This was a, a place under construction, so it was possible to drive without any, any danger. And uh, uh, I started there. I started there to, to follow the direction of uh, an old man just as a test, wanted, wanted to understand if I was good or not, if, if there was some passion in me about, about mechanics, because as you remember, he was a mechanic. Yes. I understood that my passion was speed. And uh, after a while, a couple of years, I started, I started to, 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 to work and study, both work and study, to have some money to buy, to buy uh, enduro, an, an enduro motorcycle. And I started to do the races in, in the enduro field. So, uh, yes, speed, speed is something that, that I like. But more recently, I had the, the opportunity, an important opportunity, to go to, go to uh, the main track of, of Ferrari, of, of Ferrari factory. The, the track there is, is just facing the factory. And um, a friend of mine that was in Ferrari, that worked in Ferrari at those times, uh, wanted to give to me a present. And uh, um, I went uh, during lunchtime, when it, it was possible, to have a ride with, with the main tester of, of Ferrari in the Fiorano track. Wow. At that time, the, the car was at 355. And the first thing that this man asked to me, do you like speed? They said yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, have, have you ever tried a Ferrari? I said no, no, not even Porsche. Nothing. I mean, uh, I, I didn't have the, the opportunity, so this was the first time. And but they said, well, I'm I'm an enduro racer, and he said okay. Uh, he started, and the first curve was something like, in my mind, was something like, why in the hell this guy want to go out with me from this curve? <laughs> In the second one, I understood that it was possible to stay in the track. Yes. And the third one was such a pleasure because I also understood how to how to keep my 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 body next next to the car. I mean, how, how to stay, how to sit. Stay and, in the seat. Yes. Stay in the seat, and um, yes, this this was really something that. Touched me a lot. I still remember this moment. Yes. Also, I, I remember after a couple of laps that the the driver asked asked me, "Do you trust in me?" And they said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so in the straight part of of, of Fiorano, that is something like two thousand meters, not more. He he did like like this with, with the wheel. I mean, I, I, I don't know in English the way, I mean, he, he kept the, the wheel in, in his hand, but he, 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 he moved really fast. Okay, the, the, kind of flicked it a little bit? Flicked it a little bit. Yeah. And, and then the car suddenly went out and came, came inside the road. Yeah, uh, kind of broke loose a little uh, bit. Yes, because there was this system that corrects corrects the position of the car. Yes. And in this moment, he said, well, if we would have drawn, driven uh, the past model, we would have been there rotating in the track still. 
<laughs> well, that sounds like a very, very fun trip. I can't believe, or I, I can only imagine what it would be like. I've been to that track. I've been able to go there. I didn't get to drive on it, but I was there with someone who was driving a race car on it. And it was great fun. And to watch those guys go around the track at speed, a lot of talent, a lot of skill. You're very fortunate to get to do that. Marco, what I'd love to do now is crawl under the hood, as I say, get our hands a little dirty and ask you to share with our listeners a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? What did you learn from it? Hmm. In our works, we have a lot of challenges, but we, we also have a lot of risks. I don't want to consider the risks failures, but a lot of other architects, they consider the risks failures, because uh, can you imagine, uh, we, have, we, have, we have to face the question of, is it good or is it not to take part to important competition, uh, even knowing that uh, the, the percentage of winning is something like 1 on 10, 1 on 12, can you imagine? Uh, this is this is an incredible amount of time that you have to put in this, and the, an incredible amount of money that, that you have to put in this. So every time you lose a competition, you can you can consider this a failure. I don't because I think that competition is something that is incredibly useful for for the office to keep the office updated, to keep the ideas modern and to and to try to to improve day by day so this is the only way so i think this is the way that i i mean this is this is really uh, the the way for me to say how to learn how to learn uh, after failures if we want to call them them like this. So uh, when we do competition and we don't win, we go back as an office, we go back for other couple of days going through the project and trying to find the good parts and the, and the bad parts of, of the project. And uh, after that, we make a summary. And sometimes if the project is really important, we do other things similar to try to put together the best. So I know that this procedure is, is not common. I don't know any other architectural office that does like this, but it's important for us. It's important. You know, you've dropped a really important golden nugget there for our listeners, and that is embrace risk, try things, get out of your comfort zone, and when they don't work out, you look at them with a what I like to call a growth mindset, and that is we learned from that. It wasn't a failure because we did learn something from it. So wonderful, wonderful way to express that. I really appreciate that. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Share with me a story when you had a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminated your way for this new idea, this new direction that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Uh, now I have to talk to you about Ferrari and uh, a project, the last project that we have done for, for Ferrari a few years ago. Uh, this is a sort of big sculpture in the air, and this is the restaurant. 
the restaurant and the public spaces for uh, workers and uh, employees. They go there to learn. There is a school. They go there also because there is the main restaurant. This building is not a completely not traditional. And it's not even possible to think that this building belongs to uh, an industrial complex because this building is a big sculpture. And the sculpture has a meaning. The sculpture started starting from uh, a, a aerodynamic concept, a sort of piece of, uh, of airplane wing that is in the direction of the prevailing winds. So it cools itself and produce energy too, because this direction is a southern facade. So they produce uh, the southern facade is producing energy, and the same system can provide fresh air inside. Wow! So all those things together made real the the sustainability concept that we started to have from scratch. And this sustainability concept is something is something that is, as I said, not common and not easy to realize. So the engineer were had been really important, the engineers, and our architecture and details uh, had been another important question to to keep together to, to try not to destroy the original concept. So yes, according to me, this one is uh, if we consider the, the realized building, is the building that had been appreciated everywhere with a lot of prices. Uh, so this was a success. But um, on the other hand, I was worried because this success could have, could have been something that would have left, I, I would have left there like, like it was, uh, because normally in an architecture, even, even if it's really good and people like it a lot, could stay there and become old quite, quite uh, easily uh, without... Uh, any other effort after the construction. So, yes, what have I done to keep the building updated? I have developed uh, other concepts, completely different, but other concepts that would have, that involve inside and outside in a sculptural form. So now we have under construction uh, an office building in Lodi, it is a tower, and again, there, the shape is completely different, but again, natural ventilation creates the inner shape and the sunscreen is, is drawn by the sun. The, sun, the position of, of the louvers, of the sun protections, are a, fluid, are a fluidodynamic shape because it is like the, the sun path uh, would have drawn, would have decided their, their position. So uh, this building was with with big with uh, big unit units um, covered with water and the fresh water is is something that is used the fresh during the summer inside the building and finally finally the photovoltaics completely hidden is uh, is something that is really important because in this building the office building energy is used during the day when the sun can provide for us. The, the photovoltaics energy. So yes, from Ferrari to a tower, I, I see strong connections between the buildings, even if the shape is different, the function is different, and the client is completely different too. Wow, you know, this is all 
incredibly fascinating and how it ties back into the automobile and uh, what's happening in the automotive industry these days to try to be more fuel efficient by the use of air airflow over the vehicles and things. You're doing it with buildings. It's It's absolutely amazing to me. And I'll tell our listeners... You can go to Marco's website. You'll find it on our show notes page and find out more about these buildings because we could talk for hours and hours about each of these individual projects. They're so incredibly fascinating to me. And having a father who is an architect, I find it even more interesting. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many. You've had your hands and your pencil involved in so many wonderful designs, but is there one moment in your career, a proudest moment that stands out for you? I would go back to, to a project that, that we have done here in Turin, that is a collaboration uh, with Norman Foster. Um, Foster's office wanted to have us as site architects for the most important, the biggest building ever built in Italy in the university field. So we have done the law department here in Turin, which is both an urban design context realized in an architectural shape. So because of the dimension of the building, I feel that we have done quite quite a lot here in Italy, in Turin, to help the concepts that came from London. And we worked together really well. I'm proud to say that even if in this case, I'm not in the position to say I'm the architect, I'm the only architect. I'm proud to say that I have, I have worked I worked globally to make possible the realization in, in the proper time with the proper costs and ultimately to create a building that teaches, that teaches something to, again, 7,000 students there. Sounds like a fantastic project. Absolutely incredible. Let's have a little bit of fun with cars here. Could you tell me about your first really special car and maybe a single memory you have with that vehicle? The first one, the first one was uh, a cabriolet, Giulietta. Giulietta, ah. <laughs> yes, yes. But later in the year, when I started to work for, for Ferrari, uh, I, I would like to nominate my real passion if it's possible. Yes. <laughs> My real passion is the Ferrari 365 GTC. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's perfect. Pininfarina. Pininfarina did perfection there, I think. Yes. And um, I, I, I also know quite well Paolo Pininfarina because we studied together engineering. And every time I go there to say hello to him, he likes to say that this car is uh, is the one that his father his father wanted to have and uh, really preferred and used daily. Wow! Yeah, it's an absolutely spectacular car. Just ah, uh, yeah, they're they're absolutely beautiful. All the Pininfarina designs are absolutely marvelous. You're very lucky to have him as a friend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. How about? a vehicle that you've sold in your past that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is there a car you wish you had back? Yes. <laughs> there is a car that I would like to have back. The Renault 4. The Renault 4, really? And <laughs> how come? The Renault 4. Renault 4 was my first car when I was 18. Ah. 
And uh, I have a lot of memories. And also this car is such a flexible one. If you need, if you need to go somewhere in town outside, you can use it. It's, it's, you, you can put everything inside. I mean, the car that, that I liked in those years, uh, it was the, the, the Renault 4. I, I insisted with, with my father because he wanted to buy a Fiat. But at that time I said, no, I liked the Renault 4. <laughs> you liked the Renault. Very useful car. Very useful. Very useful. The shape is not as, as nice. Yes. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that you, and you, you will understand me, there is, there is something beyond the shape. There is a love for, for a piece of steel. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I think I I loved a lot this car. You know, our listeners will understand your feelings exactly. All the yeah. Cars Yeah listeners are passionate about cars. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on today that has you very excited and fired up? Yeah. As I said, the, the tower of, of Lodi is uh, is under construction. So uh, the 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 excitement is seeing is seeing now the concept that we started to to conceive four years ago. Can you imagine how much time realized now? But uh, under under conceiving now we have another office building, a smaller one, not far from Venice, and uh, this is a geometrical diagram that became that, that became architecture. Uh, I also like the idea that the owner of this building likes it a lot. And uh, we are starting the details of this building. So uh, the owner is, uh, I mean, the, 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 this building is a, the research center for a factory, a factory called Inglas. Inglas, they, they produce moldings for okay. automobiles. Oh, okay. Moldings for, for plastic elements. The most precious plastic ones, they, they produce the moldings there. And uh, it will be crowded of uh, engineers taking care of the design of those moldings. And uh, yes. Well, you just keep getting your hands in automotive-related businesses through your architecture, and that's what's so fantastic. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Marco. If, yeah. if Marco was a car, if you were a car... What kind of car would you be and why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would choose a modern car or a historical one. Let me think a little bit, <laughs> loudly, loudly. If I decided to go for an historical one, I'm sure I will go in the direction of uh, Citroën DS. Oh, okay. <laughs> because this is the most advanced concept during, done during the 60s that now is still really, really updated. Mm-hmm. So the designer at that time put together a lot, a lot of new things, and they are still new now a lot. Yes. So yes, uh, in this case, yes, I would, I, I, would choose, I, I would choose Citroën DS. DS. Now, what about a modern car? I have to say that I'm really interested in the, in the, in the world of electric cars, and uh, the Tesla experiments is something that I'm following really, really deeply. Yes, uh, I think that from the shape point of view, Tesla it starts to be really interesting too. But uh, from from the sustainability point of view, is something really, really important for everybody of us. Yes, absolutely. Very interesting answer. That's why I love to ask that question, especially of designers and creative people like yourself. 
So Marco, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at Metrovac.com. Use discount code CARSYA20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CarsYeah.com slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Marco, we're back and we're entering what I call the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yes, I am. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Yes, the, the best advice was uh, reach the limit. Reach the limit. Reach the limit and learn from, and learn from this. I like that. Very cool. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Yeah, uh, I think that I like, I like to understand what is possible to keep. And I like to understand what is necessary to throw away. In, in my work, this is essential. But even in the daily life, this, this is something that mainly I have, I have to be patiently able to, to teach to my son, for example. I have a son of 18. Culturally, is such an important thing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Maybe it's a website that you go to or an app or a blog that you get? Yeah, about cars, I would go, I would go to um, the automobile, to the Turin Automobile Museum site. There you find really interesting things. And also, uh, yes, we have worked there. We, we, have, we have designed the, the conference center. But this is nothing 
the most important thing is the, the collection and the way to exhibit the collection. I would recommend to visit this this museum. And in case you, you will not be able to visit, the website speaks a lot. Wonderful. And how about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've enjoyed that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Yes, my big love. This is not related to, to cars. My big love is Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. <laughs> it's a book good for kids. <laughs> I mean, for youngsters. But uh, really, I like it a lot. My Big Love. That's the first time that's been recommended here. That's a new book on cars. Yeah, I like that very much. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all the resources that Marco has shared with us today at carsyeah.com slash Marco Visconti. And his last name is spelled V-I-S-C-O-N-T-I. All right, Marco, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Ferrari California. <laughs> <laughs> because I like the shape. Ah, yes. Are you talking about the old California the Spider? New the new one. new one. Oh, okay. So it's the shape that appeals to you? Yeah, the shape, the engine... Uh... The way of driving, yes, yes, yes. Ah, oh, wonderful car. What color would you choose for this Ferrari, <laughs> California? This is not easy. Hmm. White. White. Now, I, I wouldn't expect that from you. Why would you yeah. choose white? What is it about white? Because, because the white, according to me on, on the cars, is, is the color that uh, better shows the real shape of the body. The shadows are really well drawn on the car and uh, yes every car that i had was white oh okay very cool well marco you have taken me on a great ride today i've really enjoyed spending some time with you and learning about how you've wrapped architecture around your passion for cars and i want to thank you for sharing your journey with the cars yeah listeners and with me is there one parting piece of guidance you would offer our listeners before you drive off into the sunset in that Ferrari, California. Yeah, with pleasure. I would say something about my work again, but something that also is related to daily life. So my, my effort is to break the selfishness, because if you are selfish, you don't listen, and this is the worst thing that you can do. So... Architecture is done both for us and for the others and for, and for users or everybody that is in front of, of the building. Somebody says that architecture is a movie that you can switch off. You can't switch off this movie. We have a lot of responsibilities. And uh, one way, to, one way to, uh, to give honor to this responsibility is to understand, is to understand the social questions, the cultural questions, the needs, and the people. And putting together all these, create, trying to create, if you're lucky, a small piece of culture. Mm. And the best way to understand is to listen. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Oh, yes. So uh, 
they could go to the Wikipedia page, by name plus architect, and uh, the main things are there. And also, if, if they like, they could visit our site, mvarchitects.it. A lot of projects are there, and a couple of new projects will be there in a, in, in a couple of days. Wonderful. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Marco's been so kind to share with us today at carsyad.com. Just put Marco in the search box. His show notes page will pop right up. Marco, grazie for spending so much time with me today and for sharing your life and your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Grazie, Mark. Grazie. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.